Today is the 18th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you today as we gather again and move forward another step, day by day, step by step. So our next step leads us back into the book of Genesis. And we're about to get to know one of Jacob or Israel's sons pretty well. His name is Joseph, and we're going to be camping out in his story for a bit. So let's dive in. Genesis chapters 37 and 38 today. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. These are the family records of Jacob. At 17 years of age, Joseph tended sheep with his brothers. The young man was working with the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought a bad report about them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than his other sons because Joseph was a son born to him in his old age, and he made a long-sleeved robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not bring themselves to speak peaceably to him. And Joseph had a dream. When he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, Listen to this dream I have had. There we were, binding sheaves of grain in the field. Suddenly my sheaf stood up, and your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. Are you really going to reign over us? His brothers asked him. Are you really going to rule us? So they hated him even more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and told it to his brothers. Look, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun, moon, and 11 stars were bowing down to me. He told his father and brothers, and his father rebuked him. What kind of dream is this that you have had? He said, am I and your mother and your brothers really going to come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. His brothers had gone to pasture their father's flocks at Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, Your brothers, you know, are pasturing the flocks at Shechem. Get ready. I'm sending you to them. I'm ready, Joseph replied. Then Israel said to him, Go and see how your brothers and the flocks are doing, and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the Hebron Valley, and he went to Shechem. A man found him there, wandering in the field, and asked him, What are you looking for? I'm looking for my brothers, Joseph said. Can you tell me where they are pasturing their flocks? They've moved on from here, the man said. I heard them say, let's go to Dothan. So Joseph set out after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him in the distance, and before he had reached him, they plotted to kill him. They said to one another, oh, look, here comes that dream expert. So now, come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of the pits. We can say that a vicious animal ate him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to save him from them. He said, let's not take his life. Reuben also said to them, don't shed blood. Throw him into this pit in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him, intending to rescue him from them and return him to his father. When Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped off Joseph's robe, the long-sleeved robe that he had on, Then they took him and threw him into the pit. The pit was empty, without water. 
They sat down to eat a meal, and when they looked up, it was a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were carrying aromatic gum, balsam, and resin going down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What do we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come on, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay a hand on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. When Midianite traders passed by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the pit and sold him from twenty pieces of silver to the Ishmaelites, who took Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the pit and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes. He went back to his brothers and said, The boy is gone. What am I going to do? So they took Joseph's robe, slaughtered a male goat, and dipped the robe in its blood. They sent the long-sleeved robe to their father and said, We found this. Examine it. Is it your son's robe or not? His father recognized it. It is my son's robe, he said. A vicious animal has devoured him. Joseph has been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth around his waist, and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and daughters tried to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will go down to Sheol, to my son, mourning. And his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and the captain of the guards. At that time, Judah left his brothers and settled near an Adulamite named Hira. There, Judah saw the daughter of a Canaanite named Shua. He took her as a wife and slept with her. She conceived and gave birth to a son, and he named him Ur. She conceived again, gave birth to a son, and named him Onan. She gave birth to another son and named him Shelah. It was at Katzib that she gave birth to him. Judah got a wife for Ur, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. Now Ur, Judah's firstborn, was evil in the Lord's sight, and the Lord put him to death. Then Judah said to Onan, Sleep with your brother's wife, perform your duty as her brother-in-law, and produce offspring for your brother. But Onan knew that the offspring would not be his, so whenever he slept with his brother's wife, he released his semen on the ground so that he would not produce offspring for his brother. What he did was evil in the Lord's sight, so he put him to death also. Then Judah said to his daughter-in-law Tamar, Remain a widow in your father's house until my son Shelah grows up. For he thought, He might die too like his brothers. So Tamar went to live in her father's house. After a long time, Judah's wife, the daughter of Shua, died. When Judah had finished mourning, he and his friend Hira, the Adulamite, went up to Timnah to his sheep shearers. Tamar was told, Your father-in-law is going up to Timnah to shear his sheep. So she took off her widow's clothes, veiled her face, covered herself, and sat at the entrance to Anaim, which is on the way to Timnah. For she saw that, though Shelah had grown up, she had not been given to him as a wife. When Judah saw her, he thought she was a prostitute, for she had covered her face. He went over to her and said, Come, let me sleep with you. For he did not know that she was his daughter-in-law. She said, What will you give me for sleeping with me? I will send you a young goat from my flock, he replied. But she said, Only if you leave something with me until you send it. What should I give you, he asked. 
She answered, Your signet ring, your cord, and the staff in your hand. So he gave them to her, and he slept with her, and she became pregnant by him. She got up and left, then removed her veil and put her widow's clothes back on. When Judah sent the young goat by his friend the Adulamite in order to get back the items he had left with the woman, he could not find her. He asked the men of the place, Where is the cult prostitute who is beside the road at Anaim? There has been no cult prostitute here, they answered. So the Adulamite returned to Judah, saying, I couldn't find her. And besides, the men of the place said, There has been no cult prostitute here. Judah replied, Let her keep the items for herself. Otherwise, we will become a laughingstock. After all, I did send this young goat, but you couldn't find her. About three months later, Judah was told, Your daughter-in-law, Tamar, has been acting like a prostitute, and now she is pregnant. Bring her out, Judah said, and let her be burned to death. As she was being brought out, she sent her father-in-law this message. I am pregnant by the man to whom these items belong. And she added, Examine them. Whose signet ring, cord, and staff are these? Judah recognized them and said, She is more in the right than I, since I did not give her to my son Shelah, and he did not know her intimately again. When the time came for her to give birth, there were twins in her womb. As she was giving birth, one of them put out his hand, and the midwife took it and tied a scarlet thread around it, announcing, This one came out first. But then he pulled his hand back, out came his brother, and she said, What a breakout you have made for yourself. So he was named Perez. Then his brother, who had the scarlet thread tied to his hand, came out, and he was named Zira. Matthew 12, 22 through 45. Then a demon-possessed man, who was blind and unable to speak, was brought to him. He healed him so that the man could both speak and see. All the crowds were astounded and said, Could this be the son of David? When the Pharisees heard this, they said, This man drives out demons only by Beelzebul, the ruler of the demons. Knowing their thoughts, he told them, Every kingdom divided against itself is headed for destruction and no city or house divided against itself will stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons drive them out? For this reason they will be your judges. If I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. How can someone enter a strong man's house and steal his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. Anyone who is not with me is against me, and anyone who does not gather with me scatters. Therefore I tell you, people will be forgiven every sin and blasphemy, but the blasphemy against the spirits will not be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the one to come. Either make the tree good 
and its fruit will be good, or make the tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. A good person produces good things from his storeroom of good, and an evil person produces evil things from his storeroom of evil. I tell you that on the day of judgment, people will have to account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. And some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. He answered them, An evil and adulterous generation demands a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the huge fish three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at Jonah's preaching. And look, something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And look, something greater than Solomon is here. When an unclean spirit comes out of a person, it roams through waterless places looking for rest but doesn't find any. Then it says, I'll go back to my house that I came from. Returning, it finds the house vacant, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and settle down there. As a result, that person's last condition is worse than the first. That's how it will also be with this evil generation. Psalm 16 Confidence in the Lord, a mictum of David. Protect me, God, for I take refuge in you. I said to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have nothing good besides you. As for the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones. All my delight is in them. The sorrows of those who take another God for themselves will multiply. I will not pour out their drink offerings of blood, and I will not speak their names with my lips. Lord, you are my portion and my cup of blessing. You hold my future. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who counsels me, even at night when my thoughts trouble me. I always let the Lord guide me, because He is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My body also rests securely, for you will not abandon me to Sheol. You will not allow your faithful one to see decay. You reveal the path of life to me, and your presence is abundant joy. At your right hand are eternal pleasures. Proverbs 3, 27-32 
when it is in your power, don't withhold good from the one to whom it belongs. Don't say to your neighbor, go away, come back later, I'll give it tomorrow, when it is there with you. Don't plan any harm against your neighbor, for he trusts you and lives near you. Don't accuse anyone without cause when he has done you no harm. Don't envy a violent man or choose any of his ways, for the devious are detestable to the Lord, but he is a friend to the upright. Okay, so in Genesis, we are beginning the story of Joseph. And like I said at the beginning, we're going to camp out here for a while and get to know Joseph really well. He's one of the characters in the Bible that we that we really get to follow the story. And so Joseph is one of the two sons of Rachel, which is Jacob's, the, the wife that he loved. And we saw Joseph's story start taking shape. And we'll watch that because it's pivotal in the way, the way that the rest of the Bible plays out. And so since Rachel was Jacob's favorite wife, Joseph is his favorite son and his brothers are jealous of him and like, any of us who have more than one kid who has grown up at all, we kind of get the picture here. And somehow this is just normal until Joseph starts having these dreams. And in these dreams, he starts, uh, it starts telling his family that he's having, having dreams where, where they're going to be bowing down to him. Right now that changes the family dynamic. Those of us who are parents, right? One of our kids comes in one day and says, I've had a dream and... In this dream, you will all be bowing down to me one day. Ah, well, I mean, that just, I, that's not a recipe for harmony anyway. And so this is what's going on. And there's a lot of jealousy and hatred. And so we can kind of get the picture. And we even see Joseph as this young boy, kind of a young man, just kind of coming of age. Begin to see some of the arrogance there that is, that is involved in coming of age. And so we can kind of... Put ourselves in the dynamic and so one day Jacob sends Joseph to check on his brothers and they're watching the flocks way up in the north near Shechem and then they continue f forward until they get to Dothan and so finally when Joseph's coming and they see him they decide they're gonna they're gonna kill him like they're gonna kill their brother and in the end they decide not to kill their brother but what they do I mean we just watched human trafficking show up in the Bible. They trafficked their own brother into slavery. And so Joseph ends up a long way from home in Egypt where he has lost his freedom and autonomy and he's purchased as a slave by a person named Potiphar who's the, uh, the captain of the guard for the for the king, so that's like I guess if you're going to be sold as a slave, that's decent. But he's he's a slave in Egypt. So even at this point, we can just look at our lives and understand that there are seasons that that do not seem, or in fact, are not fair. Maybe we have endured something that has broken our heart, like betrayal or injustice. We know these things. I know exactly how these things feel. And in these times, we're tested pretty hard. Our faith is tested. And we don't like it. And so we, we look at it as a bad thing and it, it, because it's painful. And it hurts and it sucks to be in pain. 
and to be hurting and to be disoriented. We have some orientation, though, that the scripture continues to give us. Even science gives us this. Like if something gets tested, right, in science, it's being tested to find out what it's made out of, the composition, right, or to discern its purity. So testing isn't like this bad thing. It, it can be a painful thing, but it gives answers. And in this case, faith being tested shows us what we're really made of. And we're made out of a lot less than we think we are. And so when we find ourselves being tested, we misinterpret what's happening, we find ourselves in bitterness, we find ourselves in all kinds of places. This story that we're moving into is going to help us with orientation. Because as Joseph's story unfolds, we find a boy, a young man, a really good looking young man, as the Bible tells us. Like, so everything's going in his direction. We'll find his story is a mirror into our soul because Joseph has every reason to be bitter. And we'll watch everything happened to him that is unjust and unfair and we'll get to see how he responds and allow that to be a mirror into our own souls and so father we invite you into that as we get to this point in the story in the book of genesis where we move through joseph's story calm holy spirit challenge us as we begin this year with our actions and our responses to the things that come in our path. Orient us to you. Give us the long view of trust. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is the website. It's where you can find out what's going on around here. And so indeed do that. Check out the different sections like the Daily Audio Bible Shop, where there are resources for the journey we are on, or the community section, where there are links to get connected on social media and also where the prayer wall, an indispensable part of the global campfire, lives and dwells. And so check that out. And uh, yeah, if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible Thank you humbly for your partnership as we continue day after day around this global campfire. We can't be here if we're not in this together. And so thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner where the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996 Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app or there are a number of numbers you can dial depending on where you are. In the Americas, 877-942-4253 is the number to call. If you are in the UK or Europe, 442036-088078 would be the number to call. And if you are in Australia or that part of the world, 6138820 6138820 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.
Hello, this is Benita. I come before God with an heart and gratefulness for he is the king of kings and forever, forever king. And his love endures forever. I want to pray for Monica. Uh, brother called in um, asking for prayer for his Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before your presence. And I know that you incline your ears and your li on our lips, Father God, and listen to our prayers, Father. You say in your word that when we cast out to you all our cares, God, you, you, because you care for us, your Lord, that's why you want us to do that. And I thank you for your promises and your word. Lord, I ask you that you um, touch Monica's body, your Father. Son Jesus, and by your stripes we have been healed, and I claiming I'm claiming that healing power upon your daughter, your God, in in Wyoming, your Father, she's there, your God, you are omnipresent, God, you are everywhere, and right, pray, your God, you already listen, you're already hearing, your God, and, uh, paying attention to our prayers, Father, Holy Spirit, make this prayer perfect in your presence, that will will be with you in your presence forever and ever, Father. I, for for my brother, that you watch over him and that you bless him, give him comfort and peace. Embrace your God, his sister, your God, wherever he's at. You are the omnipresent God. There's no distance, your Father, between you and us. So we can come to Father boldly, your God, asking you, your God, for our siblings, your Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name I pray. I love you, my brother. Keep us posted, and God bless you. A big hug. Hi, it's Casey. And I have called in a couple of times, and I pray pretty much every day when I listen. I don't call much and pray uh, to you guys, but I started listening to called Created to Hear God, and... I've never really heard God's voice that I know of, but I got kind of chills while I was listening, and God just told me to call for the community at large, and at least I think so. So I wanted to call, pray for everybody, and thank Brian and Jill and China and Zeke and everybody that in the community uh, either in the background or the foreground. And thank you, everybody that calls in to encourage and pray for others. Um, and Blind Tony, you are such There are so many others. Viola, Victoria Soldier, God Smiles, everybody. And I just want to thank you guys. And I've been listening since 2016. And it's just such an awesome community. I welcome those who are starting for the new year and welcome back to those who have been listening since the beginning. So that's it. I hope everybody has a blessed day and I hope to call back soon. Good morning, DAB family. This is Paula calling from Albuquerque. I pray that you all are well and that uh, you're staying connected to the word. Um, Brian, of course, thank you for this, <laughs> this beautiful gift of daily audio Bible and that you have been obedient to the Lord 
in using your gift. Um, I just was reminded this morning, Saturday, January 13th, and I just finished listening to today's podcast. And I love, 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 um, as you always used to say, Brian, the rhythm of the scripture. When we read the Old Testament, we don't often realize the connection between the Old Testament and the New Testament. But as I read Jacob's story about the stone and rolling away the stone and um, just so many similarities uh, to Jesus's resurrection, um, it just, you know, you can read the Bible over and over again, and I've been doing this since 2012 with you. But I just love how the Lord shows us different things every time we read it. Anyway, I've been going back through my journal. I, I try to write something in my journal every day about what the Lord has spoken to me. And I go back to the last two years and uh, reflect on what I wrote then. So anyway, just some well, and I continue to pray for you all. I love you all so much. Have a blessed week. Hi, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Sean. I'm calling for prayer for my husband. He had been married for 37 years. And the first 35 were beautiful. We raised um, children, saw them uh, home graduate from college. We did lose our firstborn 21 years ago, uh, 21 years ago on Monday. Um, but last year, my husband went through a and has completely turned his back on ministry, has been unfaithful, and at this I don't know what to do. I am standing, I am praying, um, but I am hurting. And I know that he is hurting. So I'm asking for you to that um, he has spent this year trying to not feel, not to feel all the grief and all the loss and all the pain. But that is causing him things that are not in line with uh, with the values that he has lived. So I'm asking for prayer that that the Lord would that he would take away the heart of stone that he is trying to uh, encapsulate his heart in, and just pray for our marriage. Pray for wisdom for me as well. Thank you, Audio Bible family. I pray.